This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. This is MLB.com Extras, American League Championship Series Edition. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and today we're talking about the Blue Jays and Royals, the two best teams in the American League this year in the regular season, so only fitting that they meet on this stage. They both had to work extremely hard to get to this point. Uh, very emotional series. Uh, the Royals against the Astros, of course, and the Blue Jays against the Rangers. Both win in dramatic fashion in Game 5. And here we are. Uh, we're going to bring in Jeffrey Flanagan and Gregor Chisholm to join us and talk about the, the, these two clubs and, and how they match up. Jeffrey, uh, let's start with you. Since the Royals were on this stage one year ago, they're back, uh, back where I'm sure they feel they belong. They, uh, they, they were really up against it uh, in Game 4 against the Astros, but I think uh, they've proved once again that this is a club that it's almost better when it faces adversity like that than it is uh, when things are nice and easy. We saw in September they had the big division lead, and, and that was their worst month of the season. Uh, but they were really pushed to the brink against the Astros. They really responded. Yeah, they really did. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, though, in that eighth inning uh, in game four, were already thinking about offseason plans. And I talked to some of the coaches, and uh, they won't say this publicly, of course, but even they were starting to think, oh, this this is it. This is just going to be one of those series where, you know, it's a playoff series and anything can happen. But uh, kind of miraculously, they strung together, you know, five straight hits and uh, somehow came up with five runs and, and, and won that game. And um, the home crowd last night, of course, would not let them lose. And um, here we go again. We're back with the, with the Blue Jays. And it should be a really fun series, I think. Uh, everyone's kind of looking forward to it from both sides, uh, especially after all the fireworks that went off in Toronto at the end of July and early August, um, it's, uh, it, it should be tense. Yeah, it should be tense. Greg, are you expecting, obviously there's a lot of emotion in that series with the Rangers. We saw it boil over in Game 5. And, of course, as, uh, as Jeffrey alluded to, there was some bad blood with these clubs in early August, um, both on the field and on Twitter and, <laughs> and everywhere else. Uh, what are you expecting uh, in terms of that uh, layer to this series? I think it's definitely going to carry over. I mean, these two teams, I don't think they're particularly fond of each other. Uh, the Blue Jays, just kind of looking at that as an organization, I mean, this is a team that, um, you know, has had some run-ins with, with mul- multiple teams this year as well. I mean, you look at the Baltimore Orioles uh, feud with, with Darren O'Day. There's a lot of people across the league that uh, kind of take exception sometimes to the way the Blue Jays play. It's with a lot of emotion, a little bit of swagger. Uh, you know, Texas's Sam Dyson certainly didn't appreciate the way uh, Jose Batista uh, reacted after his home run, but that's that's just something that the Blue Jays tend to do. And um, you know, we've seen it time and time again this year where it has caused some situations. And you know, I, I would expect uh, some of that previous um, you know experience earlier this year against Kansas City to, to resurface at some point. I mean, both of these teams are, are teams that like to pitch inside as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we have an incident or two before. Uh, you know, this is all said and done. 
How about you, Jeffrey? Do you think uh, that that's pretty inevitable here, or uh, cooler heads prevail? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I really do. I mean, like Gregor said, I mean, their team has been involved in, in some scrapes this year, and the Royals certainly have too. I mean, they be, they came out of the gates kind of uh, as the bad boys of baseball, and you know, got into a fracas with Anaheim and, and the White Sox and the A's, and, and then Toronto again. And it'll be interesting to see how you know Eddie Volquez is a game one starter, and that whole thing's what what flared it up in Toronto. Um, when Josh Donaldson comes to bat uh, in the in the first inning uh, tomorrow night on Friday night, uh, you know the first pitch that goes inside, you know, I mean, there's going to be some hooting and howling from the crowd, and who knows if, if if Josh turns around and looks at the umpire, and are there going to be warnings issued? I, you know, the players all said today, and and I, I wasn't in the Blue Jays locker room, but the, the Royals say, like, it's over, it's past us, but uh, we all know better. I mean, they have long memories, and uh, the first time there's going to be any incident where there's going to be anything thrown inside, I think the the umpires are probably going to start warning benches. Yeah, you almost wonder if it's a situation the umpires will get out in front of uh, before game one even begins mm-hmm. and, and have a conversation. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but but clearly, I mean, you also, on this stage, you don't want to rob pitchers' ability to go inside uh, if that is their game plan. So that'll be an interesting element of this series for sure. Another one to me, Gregor, I mean, you know, if you would have drawn this up going into October, you'd say the Blue Jays are at an extreme disadvantage here just because of how well they've played at home, and, and they lost that last series of the season and, and therefore lost the home field advantage to the Royals. Uh, but then they go out in that Rangers series, and they save their season by winning two games on the road. So uh, I guess it's just one of those things where October just throws out all the scripted storylines and kind of invents its own. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is a team that kind of down the stretch as well. It really turned things around on the road. I mean, you look at the first half of the season, they were dreadful on, on, on away from Rogers Center, and that was one of the reasons why, uh, you know, they were sitting around the, the trade deadline with a 500 record. Um, you know, it was a team that uh, thrived at home and struggled on the road, and they, they, they changed that a little bit uh, over the final two months to the point where I think it, you know, built up some confidence in there. And, I mean, Rogers Center is always going to be an advantage for them uh, simply because, they're a little bit more familiar with the turf uh, than other teams are. There is, a, there is a little bit of an advantage there. But I think overall this is a team that, uh, you know, over the last month or so really gained a lot of confidence. And then obviously going into Texas, you know, they were, they were basically written off by, uh, you know, most people. You know, you lose the first two at home in a best-of-five series. Uh, you, you don't really think it's going to be going back to Toronto, let alone finishing that series uh, with a victory. And, and the Jays were able to do that. So, uh, you know, I don't think they're too worried about it, and I, and I don't think they were too worried about it going into the postseason to begin with. To be honest with you, I think that was one of the reasons why you know they, they went after home field advantage, but they didn't go all in for home field advantage. We saw them rest a lot of guys down the stretch. Uh, they pushed back David Price's start. Uh, they gave some of the regulars a rest down the stretch as well. I don't think they were overly concerned about which team uh, would have home field advantage in that series. And, and that may end up being a mistake or it may not end up being a, a non-factor. It's something we're going to have to wait and see. These teams were pretty evenly matched in the regular season, um, you know, in, in run differential and, and whatnot. But uh, obviously you, you initially turned to the pitching matchups here. And, of course, because both of these teams uh, went to game five, uh, the rotations are a bit more jumbled than they'd be if they had a few days to set things up. But Jeffrey, uh, you know, we saw in round one uh, they went. The Royals went with Jordano Ventura on short rest in game four. Obviously, that's not a possibility here. He, he'll be pitching game two. Uh, Edinson Volquez, as you mentioned, goes in game one, and Johnny Cueto coming off that magnificent outing 
uh, against the Astros in Game 5. He'll go in Game 3. But what are your expectations for Game 4 in this series? Game 4, uh, it's really a crapshoot. I mean, they, they've got Chris Young and they've got Chris Medlin. Uh, Chris Young turned in a terrific outing um, uh, early, earlier in the Astros series. And, but he's a fly ball pitcher, and it'll be in Toronto where, where the ball tends to carry well. Um, and against uh, those hammer throwers, you, you, you got to wonder if that's going to be the right call. Uh, Medlin now hasn't pitched for quite a while, so that's that's the other factor that Ned's going to have to consider. Um, it's a tough call for him. You know, Danny Duffy would be one choice too, but he's in the bullpen now, um, and they're comfortable with him there. So, if uh, under my head, I probably think they probably lean toward the veteran leadership of, of Chris Young, hoping that he can somehow you know hit his spots and. and Keep the Blue Jays from from hitting home runs, but uh, you bet net definitely today that they will not go with Volquez on three days rest. We will see a, a game four starter. And Gregor, uh, of course, John Gibbons was vindicated with his bold decision to use David Price uh, uh, in an extended relief outing in Game Four and go with Marco Estrada in Game Five. Uh, talk about the way uh, this Blue Jays rotation sets up for this series now. Yeah, they're, they're set up quite good right now. Um, you know, having the ability to go with Marco Estrada in game one. Uh, you know, Estrada's really been, uh, you know, really the Jays' best pitcher all year. And that that's probably sounds surprising for a lot of people out there. But if you look at his numbers going all the way back to the beginning of June, I mean, John Gibbons said uh, a few weeks ago that he thought he was the guy who saved the Blue Jays' season. And uh, in a lot of ways, he's, he's right, because he was the really stabilizing force for that rotation before uh, they had the new recruits and guys like David Price and then the return of Marcus Stroman in the final month of the year. Uh, Estrada was really the glue guy. And, you know, for a long time I was waiting for him to hit, hit a bit of a, a bump in the road, maybe become a little bit gassed as he, uh, you know, surpassed his career high in innings. But uh, he's continued uh, to succeed. And, you know, he was had a very, very pivotal start against Texas in Game 3 uh, where the Jays missed an awful lot of opportunities early on to break that game wide open. And they were facing on the brink of elimination uh, and he went out inning after inning uh, with a shutdown inning and really, you know, not single-handedly won that game for Toronto, but, but came pretty close to doing that. So the, I think there's a lot of confidence there. And, you know, David Price will be game two. Uh, you know, his routine's been messed up a little bit with the bullpen uh, work, but, uh, you know, he sh- still should be pretty fresh. He's a guy who hasn't started since game one of the DS. So uh, then you go from there and you go Stroman in game three and, and then R.A. Dickey in game four. Uh, and they like Dickey at home in game four. Uh, simply because that gives him an ability to pitch with the knuckleball under the dome as opposed to uh, having to do that in Kansas City. So in terms of the rotation, they're, they're set up quite nicely right now. All right, I'm going to throw this one out to each of you. Give me an X factor for this series when you look at uh, the, these two lines. When you look at the position players, uh, Jeffrey, I'll start with you. Who's the Royals X factor in this series, the way it matches up? Well, I, I think that they've got a, a, several guys really who have not uh, gotten off to good starts here in the playoffs so far. And then you know, Eric Hosmer's one, Alex Gordon's another. Um, Mike Mustakas is, is is hitting poorly in the in, in the first five games, and and those have been their their predominant you know left-handed hitters who have produced throughout the season and through through last year's postseason. They have not done much here. Um, I would expect one of those guys to kind of erupt here in this series and. and Maybe be an X factor. Um, it, it's hard to determine which one, but um, they've, they've not really uh, fired on all cylinders yet from the left side of the plate, um, and that, that's gonna, they, they've carried them all year. That they're going to have to come through through in this series, and we'll just have to wait to see which one. Gregor, how about you? Who should we be harping in on? 
Well, I mean, it's, with that Jays lineup, it really is kind of pick your poison. You can point to, you know, as many as probably seven guys in that lineup. It's, it's very, very deep. To, to me, the X factor is actually on, on the defensive side, and it's, uh, it's Russell Martin uh, because yeah. I think he's going to be a big key to this series uh, in terms of stopping the running game, and we've seen him uh, rank top three uh, all year in the major leagues and, and, and throwing out base runners. He's had a very good year. You're not going to see him in game one. It's going to be Deion Navarro, who's actually done, done a pretty surprising job this year uh, throwing out runners as well. Um, but after Estrada started, it'll be Russell Martin after that. And I think he's going to really hold a lot of the keys uh, to stopping uh, Kansas City's ability to, to manufacture a lot of runs because we've seen uh, you know, how, uh, how much they like to run. And we've seen it in October uh, last year as well, at how, how crucial that can be at this time of the year. And so I, I think there'll be a lot of eyes on, on Martin uh, and the Jays' uh, pitching staff to try and limit that, the number of steals. I agree, absolutely. Yeah, Martin's thrown up 40% of base dealers over the last three seasons. The league average in that time is 28%, so he's definitely a uh, elite back there. And actually, Gregor, uh, the, the Brett Cecil uh, injury, the calf injury, how does that impact the bullpen for this series? Uh, how do you feel they match up against Kansas City in that regard? Because we know, obviously, that, that Royals bullpen is, is pretty nice. Yeah, and if, if, you're, if you're thinking of a reason why the Blue Jays won't win this series, you're probably going to look at the bullpen. There were, there were some encouraging signs uh, against Texas. You know, Aaron Sanchez had a real bounce-back series. Um, he was struggling towards the end of the year. He seems to have turned things around a little bit. Uh, and Roberto Osuna, uh, you know, was lights out for Toronto as well. But, you know, we saw some glimpses of, of issues with him down the stretch as well. Uh, there's no question that losing Cecil is a huge blow to this team because they don't have a guy who can replace him. Aaron Loop. Um, had to miss a couple of games in the division series because of the family issue. Um, he's expected to be back for game one and for the series. That will help. Uh, but he's not the elite kind of guy that Brett Cecil is. And, uh, and now Aaron Loop is also the only left-hander that they have out there. Um, so you're going to really have to see uh, the Jays you know, avoid those matchups that normally you would like to see at this time of the year, bringing in a lefty to face a lefty. They don't really have that luxury. Uh, instead, they're going to have to trust some of their young guns uh, in, in Aaron Sanchez, Roberto Osuna, uh, and then the trade deadline acquisition and a guy like Mark Lowe uh, to, to really uh, shut things down. All right, should be a great series, a rematch of the 1985 ALCS, and uh, should be a lot of fireworks. Both uh, <laughs> We see the way the Blue Jays can hit home runs, and there should be some emotional fireworks as well uh, with, with two teams' uh, history from, from the regular season. So I want to thank uh, Gregor and Jeffrey for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, American League Championship Series Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.